0: The StreamSets DataOps platform is the world's first single platform for building smart data pipelines across hybrid and multi-cloud architectures. You can build, run, monitor, and manage data pipelines confidently with an end-to-end data integration platform that's built for constant change. Amp up your productivity with easy-to-navigate interface with hundreds of pre-built sources and destinations. Once you're up and running, your smart data pipelines are resilient to data drift, those ongoing and unexpected changes in your data infrastructure and pipelines. Finally, you have one single pane of glass for operating and monitoring all of your data pipelines. Get started today building data pipelines in minutes for free at StreamSets.com tagdata The first 10 listeners of this podcast that subscribe to StreamSets Professional Tier will receive two months free after their first month.
1: I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Scott Taylor, and we're talking about aligning IT data function with data science efforts. Thanks for being here, Scott.
0: Great to be here, Beverly. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. Well, Let's start off with a little background. Tell us, Scott, why are you so cool?
0: Why am I so cool? So Scott Taylor a data whisperer. I help calm data down. That's what we all have to do in the data space. We have to calm data down. Data is unruly, data is corrupt, data is big, data is all over the place. we got to train it, calm it down, and make sure people can use it. I try to explain that in really business accessible ways, try to have a little fun with it. As you know, I, I do it sometimes with puppets. I definitely want to get some puppet tips from you since I know you're a, a pro as well. Cartoons, I can do white papers, but believe me, puppet shows get a lot more engagement couple other nifty talents. I can blow a square bubble. I can juggle pins. But in a work environment, I'm always trying to find the simple, if possible, entertaining, if definitely possible, humorous way to explain rather serious and important points around data across an enterprise.
1: That's fantastic. I love that. I have never heard that as a special school, square bubbles. I'll have to remember square bubbles, yes.
0: yes. It's actually technically it's a bubble cube i got to do a video on that at some point, yes, so.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, I don't know if you want to give that secret away. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you've got a lot of accomplishments, so we really, really appreciate um, you being here today. So let's start with um, what do we mean when we talk about, you know, the IT data as like one camp and then the data science and analytics as like another camp? What what, what how, Can you describe these camps? Who are these people and what do they do?
0: I think about the space in really two big buckets. There's the data management, kind of data governance, data stewardship side. And then there's the business intelligence analytics data science side. And that data management side is about determining the truth in data. The BI and data science side is about deriving meaning. I firmly believe and one of my core tenets is you must determine the truth first before you derive meaning. I'm obviously on the truth team, hence the meaning of my truth hat here. It's not chicken or egg. It is egg and omelet. You need truth to get adequate meaning from the business. And a lot of people skip that or don't connect that or don't think of it, I think, as clearly as that and get a lot more complicated around a whole bunch of other issues but if you just recognize, which everybody who works with data does recognize that. You know, if you're a data science, you're trying to manage, understand the data you've got before you do anything really with it. But the, I think there's a much more holistic, systematic, strategic way to approach it.
1: What is, what is That's awesome. So let me rephrase that, and then I'm going to get my question out. Um, I love your hat, by the way. I must have go. one. All
0: right, well, I'm opening up a merch page soon. So once the you website comes should. You're like truth, Scott yeah, Taylor truth. on the page. That's
1: cool. Yeah. I love it. So data management and then BI analytics data science. Totally love that. Truth is the data and then meaning or insights or you know, what is it what what's the point of it is the BI analytics data science. Love that. And you're tr- and you're saying that these are in sequence. This is a rail car situation where you yeah. gotta have the truth and the data and you know, something of substance before you can really make meaningful anything out of it that you can consume, um, like a vegan omelet. Like I don't eat omelets, but I eat vegan omelets. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So what That's is the, the
0: metaphor, you know, egg? and. No, egg. I, know, I, got you, I
1: got you. What is the problem? What's, I mean, it sounds kind of, you know, sort of simple. Like what's the problem? I, I
0: What I hear The reason I think there's a big problem is because you hear data scientists all the time almost proudly declaiming that they spend somewhere between 60 and, let's say, 120 percent of their time munging and wrangling data. You look at a a discipline and wonder if you're spending 80 percent of your time doing something that isn't what you're called, then what are you? And I yep. don't hear a lot of data scientists talking about how to solve that issue at the source. Right. Now, there may be some out there. There's plenty of folks talking about how to do that little munging work, you know, cleansing it, restructuring it once they're in the process of trying to create whatever algorithm, machine learning. I, but there's a better place to do most of it. Yes. So I think there's a way to kind of stamp out munging and wrangling in our lifetime. We might not get all of it, but if we can reduce it by 20%, 50%, 100 that's a lot of time that people are talking about wasting that they wouldn't be wasting anymore.
1: Well, can you imagine like if uh, the finance team said, oh, well, we spend the majority of our time marketing what, why is finance not doing
0: that? Yeah, excellent fact, point, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I mean, the
1: strangest thing, and so yeah, this is definitely a very prevalent practice of um, the data scientists not actually doing data science for the majority of their work. And I have to say, this, this has major consequences, like students that graduate, they go into a job, they think they're gonna do data science, and the majority of their time is spent data munging, their expectations, it's, there's a huge gap between what we expect. What are the the risks of having this happen? Like what's what's the da- like let's say that you do have to spend most of your, you know, kind of munging and wrangling and that sort of thing. So what are some of the risks associated with that?
0: Can, can we talk about can we back up and we talk about the yeah. difference between munging and wrangling?
1: Yeah, I, we're I, sort I, I of like
0: no, I sort of use those interchangeably.
1: Mm-hmm. But what, oh, yeah.
0: what, what do you see is that I'm turning the, 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 the mic around here. What do you see is what's the difference between data munging and data wrangling? I'd love to get that set. Yeah.
1: Wrangling. Well, and this is just a Beverly Wright definition, but the Good data wrangling. <laughs> yeah. To me, data wrangling is um, you're, you're locating and you're accessing data in different, you know, silos or different um, tactically speaking in different um, servers or whatever, wherever they might be whereas data munging is more cleaning the data. This is removing outliers, this is determining, um, potentially com- uh, converting into a log or something like that to smooth the data and get it into um, a workable format for the analytics. Okay. So I've heard people use munging to kind of mean like, once the data is ready, then I munge it by getting it um, more model ready because having the data ready and available and accessible is never good enough. You've always got to do something to it. Sure. So I think accessing is more wrangling and then um, munging is probably more. Well,
0: wrangling is, you know, if you're a cattle wrangler, you're pulling yeah. things together. Munging feels like as a verb, it's something that's, you know, merging, munging, integrating. But both of those things, a lot of that similar activity is squarely in the responsibility of the data management of an organization whose job it is to understand not just the lineage, but to catalog all the disparate data sources. Every organization has all these disparate data sources, you know, lots of silos, lots of enterprise systems that spin off different versions of the same thing. So the practice that I come from in the data space is MDM, master data management, master data, metadata, reference data, all those foundational piece parts that provide the structure for an organization to consistently look at the entities that are important to that business in a common way. I don't think there's any more important data at an organization than master data. Right. It's the most, it's the hardest working data in the data business, right? So if you think about customer, you know, I've got a customer record, I've got a product hierarchy, I've got some sort of geography definitions, all that on a wholesale or an enterprise basis is being handled by the data management part of the organization. When I hear, and again, most of it's anecdotal, but there's so much of it, that's why we're even having this conversation because of our discussion about just the volume, velocity and variety of complaints that go on in the, in the, in the data science world. You go, how many of these people are talking to the data management side? Is there a direct communication, constant collaboration between data management and data science and business intelligence? Between determining the truth and deriving meaning. And so if some of that wrangling is understanding where every instance of customer is Mm -hmm. in a perfect world, the MDM group has already done that. Yeah, no, harmonize that's... that to a common view. If part of the munging process includes getting rid of duplicates, fixing hierarchies, aligning taxonomies, defining geographies, these four basic dimensions are again, core to what a good MDM data governance, data stewardship, data management, whatever you want to call that part of the world, does now it's not gonna as you say it's not gonna be everything there's always gonna be work done to get it into the model to look for outliers in that context but if there's been a whole lot of time just deduping customer and product records yes making up hierarchies you know the organization If they've already established an MDM program, a data governance program, they have already determined that truth for the organization. They can already handle the truth for that enterprise. They've established, okay, here is our customer hierarchy. And they may have multiple ones. Like when you're doing finance, here's how finance looks at it. Here's how marketing looks at it. Here's how sales looks at it. Here's our total executive view for the C-level. be established in reporting. If you're a data scientist, don't go making that stuff up. Like
1: okay. trying okay. to come up with
0: that on your own, not making it up to fool somebody, but going, oh, gee, right. what if this is work should have been done already? That's my re-inventing. Plea, yeah. plea to the space. OK, so
1: here's this is great. Um, I, I always love talking to you, Scott, but this is great. So there's a couple of things I saw as the issues and the consequences associated with having, you know, your finance people doing marketing or in this case, your data scientist doing all the data cleansing and that sort of thing and so this is how i've sort of boiled down everything you just said the only one i'm adding is the expectations um piece of it so one thing is like i was mentioning data scientists we as a community we generally hate that we want we I, I used to literally scott and how sick and wrong i am i used to dream about model ready data okay. we want model ready data i know um, I probably shouldn't have recorded that, but we we, <laughs> wanna, we don't want to have to do all that. Usually, we want data that's already ready to go into a model. We want model ready data. So the expectations are a little whacked. Ah. Secondly, is um, it's as you're saying, it's not their expertise. You know, it's there's people where that's their expertise is that they understand the data. A third part is, um, and you were saying this. Why would you reinvent it? (laughs) Why would you reinvent for that specific thing when more than likely it needs to be shared and there needs to be a sense of um, the glass box, not the opaque process that's going on to modify or not modify the data, but get it cleaned and munged and that sort of thing. Yeah, structured,
0: organized, all those things that, you know, to provide a standard for the organization.
1: Yes, yes. And really
0: a, a, you know, that's how I explain it to business leaders who don't care about MDM and data models and methodologies and all of this. It's like, at, at minimum, you need to establish a standard for your organization so things will connect better.
1: Yes. Okay. Is, Love you know, it.
0: it's the, the whole point here. So you know that you've, what you're looking at is the thing you should be looking at.
1: Right. And what are why are people, I mean, it seems so obvious when we're talking about it, but what are the barriers? What is preventing data scientists from doing more data science and, and IT data people from managing the, why is, why are the pegs falling into the wrong places? Help us I, here.
0: I don't know all the answers. I'm, I'm on a quest to try and figure out more of this because I really feel like there's an opportunity there to help unite these groups. Part of it, however, there's probably m- multiple answers. So not picking on anybody individually, but as these two groups, face off with each other. There is a tone in the market from analytics leaders that is to a certain extent lessens the value of what the data management community does. Mm -hmm. An example is I've been to more than enough conferences where a BI or an analytics or data science person will get up there and talk about their capabilities by making it a zero-sum game with the data management side. So they'll say things like, you know, data is just a commodity. Data is worthless until we turn it into, into insight. You know, data is just a cost center. Data has got, nothing. you know, it's data, information, knowledge, wisdom. That's where you really want to get. And I go, what's up with that? Why does it have to be a zero-sum game? Why does it have to be confrontational? You're talking about work of the people that I work with. They do good work. They're proud of it. And... The example I use often is if you ever heard a baker stand up and say, flour is worthless until I turn it into oh bread. No, no, that's does No, I you that. stack yeah. the ingredients. Yes. It's not about whose stuff is better. We're all part of the same organization. And, yeah. and, and it, you know, it bristles against me. So I'll be the guy in the room yelling, no, it's not. And I'm trying to call out some of those leaders and say, that doesn't make your case any better. It devalues what another part of the organization does, which, by the way, I'd say somewhere between, you know, 100 and 120 percent of your value is coming out of how good the data you've got. And these mm. people are charged with creating that data and making it trustworthy for the organization. The overriding thing that it also does is it provides this, you know, not provide, but the impression the business side gets is, Data scientists complaining about the data. Data management's not involved. These guys are bickering about who's important. They can't even agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. That's you know, actually I'm, very
0: true. And it's like it's just a cacophony of you know typical data people all bickering with each other, arguing about whatever, and they're using a bunch of terms I don't know. If the if the business doesn't support all this, then it's then it's not going to happen. I hear data scientists talk all the time about how they want to bring value to the business or ways to understand that. Th- that's where I think the focus on is you know, how it. you start to learn the business and master data, reference data, metadata is the biz- is the data about the business.
1: Yes. that's fantastic.
0: The bedrock data you can get, you know, if you're, so over, grossly oversimplify it, if a data scientist is going to do a methodology to add a lot of columns to a spreadsheet, right, insights, mm-hmm. predictive indicators, sentiment, you know, I don't know, whatever those columns of data are, mm-hmm. you got to line them to a row. What's that about? The columns are about the row. The row is the master data. Yeah. Yep. Know, customers, products, vendors, suppliers, whatever it is. See, and we got uh, a bunch yeah. of other stuff about it. I know that right. people get a little bit it's like, no, it's, it's, this is a metaphor here. It's just rosy. Right, rose. right, right. Not right. a methodology. But right. it's the way to think about it that I think shows kind of some of those dysfunctions.
1: Yeah, a dysfunction is a good word for it. And I'm definitely going to steal the flour and the baker analogy. There go
0: let it. just some give you fact. proper attribution. You can use it all day long.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. That's
1: right. The, um, so some of the barriers you outlined, these are great. Um, there is somewhat of a confrontational relationship. There's a little bit of an um, imposed hierarchy, almost like, you know, we are the data scientists and y'all are just the data munders over yeah. here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're just um, the data stewards.
1: Kind of bickering that happens between the two groups. So all those things make for the barriers. And you already mentioned. Uh, I want to talk about solutioning a little bit. You already mentioned a couple things. One was, um, are these people really communicating? Right. And communication I, is a two-way street. And you also talked about collaborating.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I'm not saying the data managers are out there begging for the data scientists to come into the room either. I just think that there's an opportunity for these two groups to come together in a much more collaborative way. One feeds the other. If data doesn't get meaning, then it isn't bringing value. Yeah. If meaning isn't based on, you know, analytics isn't based on truth, then it's meaningless.
1: Right. Like what's there's the a point? natural
0: Reese's peanut butter cup synergy here of let's mix these two together and they'll, uh, and uh, and then everybody will be happier.
1: And, yes, it would seem. So how, how can you help with that? Like, what's something that a company could do potentially to increase the level of collaboration between data IT and the analytics, you know, people? I,
0: I, I think that, you know, a personification of part of the solution, I think, is the chief data officer who has, as a CDO, has purview over all this activity. And my hunches would be less likely to, be patient enough to let it keep going.
1: Mm, because if mm-hmm. they've
0: got their hand on managing the data and then they've got, you know, a foot in the canoe around make take, getting enterprise value out of it, they got to see that connection at a very high strategic level. On yeah. a day-to-day basis, it's like if you're a data scientist, go meet somebody and, you know, find somebody in your organization with uh, with the title, Data Governance, Data Stewardship, See yeah. what they've got. Got mm-hmm. the to revert Perfect. back to the oldest cliche in the data space: garbage in, garbage out. The data managers are there to make sure the garbage doesn't get in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is great. So, some of the things that I um, uh, see, because I like how you talk in stories, and I try to pull <laughs> <forward> it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but some of the bullets I extracted from your story, um, number one is you have to have strong leadership that encourages these kind of collaborations. Uh, number two is um, sort of grassroots-ish. Don't be afraid to reach out to these people and just walk them all in their shoes. Like even if it's a brown bag or a lunch, this is sort of how it starts, especially at the lower ranks. Number three, um, and you didn't really say this exactly, but you sort of implied maybe some cross-training like if the data scientists knew, even if they don't expect to do it, but if they knew more about what the data engineers are doing, data engineers knew more about what data science are doing, yeah. they may have more appreciation for each other. Yeah, like I, don't know, yeah. I I appreciate yeah. the heck out of data yeah. people because I don't like doing that stuff and they love it. And then fourth is, sounds like uh, the whole overarching thing is very culturally, you know, because you talked about tolerating the bickering and that sort of thing, but and stimulating the um, collaboration. So the fourth thing is to try to, encourage culture shifting and this can happen through, um, an event or, you know, different ways of, of getting people to, to work together. So does that make sense as far as like, how do we, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And then you know, data management is part of what I rant and preach about all the time. It touches every part of the organization literally, and they're not always in the room when a lot of these big decisions are made, even things as natural as I see as enterprise software implementation is the value of that's inextricably linked to the output of the data management department, right? If there's bad data okay. going into a CRM or an ERP. It's just not going to work. Well, everything demos beautifully, but once you get your own stuff in it, it's a different story,
1: right? If so I'm is. not
0: necessarily, you know, the data managers, I don't think are guiltless in all this. They tend to be, you know, historically kind of in the back room, a little quieter, they have their own language.
1: Oh, so I wrote, you know, I wrote a whole
0: book for them on how to talk about it because I know that there's a communication barrier no matter what.
1: Yeah, remind us in the name of your book.
0: Sure. That's, uh, oh, just happen to have it right here. Tell your data story. The storytelling for data management. It says right on there 99% buzzword free. That's my <laughs> style. I don't want oh, to overpromise. So there's probably a few in there. It might be but a conversational way to just talk about talking about data in a business accessible fashion. So people support and fund the important work that these folks are trying to do. Data is the foundation to so many things in an organization, horizontal value. It is
1: definitely the blood for sure. Um, what final piece of advice would you give Scott Taylor for someone trying to align their IT data science or IT data functions with data science?
0: Go meet a data steward. Go meet a data manager. I love Go it. talk manager. to them. As I mentioned, reach out. like tell them what your munging process is and see if they have that figured out somewhere. They won't have all of it. But if you look at those things like duplicates, hierarchies, taxonomies, geographies, I actually call those, the four C's of data structuring on entity, ontology, master data, whatever you want to call it, a code, a company, a category and a country. Love it. Those are, you know, unique identity, parent, child relationships, categorization types, subtypes and so on. And then geographies. What doesn't have those, if not Mm -hmm. multiple pieces of those in any type of analysis, Find the people who are charged with that. That's what they do. They built a business glossary. They have all these common definitions. They went through the organization to say, what do we call a customer? What do we call a product? If you're struggling as a data scientist in some of that 60% of your time, 90%, whatever it is, figuring that stuff out, odds are pretty good if you work in a large organization, it's been done already. Yeah, yeah. And it will make your work that much more acceptable because imagine doing this beautiful model That'll help with predicting customer churn. And you're using a bad data set that's got a whole bunch of duplicates. And so you're actually predicting that this entity will churn when this entity's loyal. And it's actually the same thing, because you haven't unduplicated the data because you didn't go to the right source.
1: Well, even if there, there are a- even if there aren't duplicates, if that's been cleaned by the data scientists, there are still some, like I know many places where I've worked where I'll go f- to use a data set and people will say, like, Oh, that's, that's just garbage. Don't even use that data. set. that's, that's not good. And I'm like, why are we capturing it? What, how is it so bad? And yeah. oh, well, there's this one that has almost the same name, this data set, but it's actually good. And I'm like, how, who's supposed to know this? And I mean, the data people know it. That's why yeah. these conversations they these should know. Happening.
0: Yeah. Data catalogs, yeah. data lineage. There's all these exactly. stuff there. So, I feel like yeah. there's an opportunity there, Beverly. Thanks for letting me oh, talk. you that. You're like, Absolutely. you know, can we get these worlds to come together? Truth plus yeah. meaning, that's, that's the that's the golden Thank
1: comp. you. I mean, this, is, yeah. this is great. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Scott Taylor for talking to us about aligning IT data functions with data science efforts.
0: Thank you, Beverly.
1: Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.